She's passionate about helping you become the best mama you can be and is pulling back the curtain on experts' advice for every area of our lives, from eating for wellness, the best advice for littles, fashion and style, and everything in between. Get ready to get real. This is Not Your Mama's Podcast with your host, Christina Franci. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. The title of this episode is Becoming Your Own Leading Lady. In this episode, we are speaking with Shalimar Parrish, who is a clothing designer, a foster care advocate, and the author of a thought-provoking novel called Leading Lady. Shalimar, it is such an honor to have you on. You have such an amazing story, and I'm so excited to share it on the platform today. So can you give the audience a little bit about your background and talk about your book, Leading Lady? Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, My name is Shalimar Parrish, and I um, am a former foster care um, kid, I guess you would like, I would say that. And so with that, um, I, I was one of those children who never wanted to give up. And so what I did was I, I started a quest on trying to figure out how a lot of children end up in foster care. And once I did that, I found that a lot of them end up in foster care due to um, choices that their parents made. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what I wanted to do was show that a lot of foster children are not bad. You know, um, there's a perception that a lot of children end up in foster care because they're unruly, which that really was my case because I had family members who were willing to step in when my mother and my father could not uh, take care of me properly. Mm-hmm. And so um, on uh, on my journey through foster care, um, a lot of my foster sisters, including myself, uh, we ended up uh, getting involved in sex trafficking. Um, to to care for ourselves uh, because they were only giving us like a $30 stipend a month. And so it was kind of hard for us to have hygiene products and, you know, just things that teenage girls w- would need um, uh, that they considered important at the time. And so uh, that started my journey on writing. I, I kind of wanted to keep a record of what was going on Um, on my journey and then the journey of a lot of other foster children as well. Wow. I mean, thanks for sharing your story with us. And I think it's important to kind of emphasize the sex trafficking thing. I think people are becoming way more aware and awake of like really what's happening, especially in Mm -hmm. the foster care system. And Mm -hmm. it, it just breaks my heart that these children have to feel like they need to do that or they're forced? I mean, was this like a forced situation or did you feel like you had to do this for survival? At the time, we felt like it was just survival. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was survival. Um, But now that I'm older, I, I look at it like we were forced into it, whether that means that we were coerced by older uh, women or older men uh, telling us this is a great way to get money to to take care of yourself. Um, it was forced. It was it was forced upon us. Were your foster parents doing that? No, it wasn't the foster parents. It it would be either your peers or it would be someone in a community. Okay. Uh, 
I guess uh, if, if I had to blame the foster parents for anything, it was the lack of providing yeah. for us. You know, they, they would take the check and they're spending it on their bills with, you know, rightfully so. They, they have to take care of, you know, the household. Um, but when you're a foster kid and, and you're walking around with your hair not done, um, uh, not the latest trends, um, getting inadequate uh, amounts of food throughout the day, uh, you, you tend to want to change that situation by any means necessary. Yeah. So what what advice would you give to parents to help children that are in the foster care system? Um, advice for people who are fostering children now or let's say like someone's interested in, you know, bringing in a foster child into their home? Uh, I just would like for them to go into it with a, um, a pure heart. Don't look at it like it's a paycheck. Look at it like they are really trying to do the will of God, which is to take care of the orphan. And um, no one's perfect. Uh, there's there's not a ideal roadmap on how to be a perfect parent um, or um, a perfect foster parent. But if if they are genuinely in it just to care for the, the child, uh, then I feel like you can do no no wrong with that. So if I, if I really had to sum it all up, it's just to go into it with a pure heart. Yeah. I mean, it just breaks my heart, honestly. Um, you know, we were talking about like the stigma of like foster kids. They think that they're like bad kids, but it's really, it really is like they were taken from their parents because their parents mm -hmm. weren't able to care for them. And it just, I couldn't imagine, I mean, it's such a tough thing, you know, like growing up, trying to figure out who you are, you know, your rocks are gone and then you're put into these strangers homes. I mean, you're such a strong, beautiful woman, you know, you literally, you know, took hardship and you have like this successful clothing line now. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your clothing line? I saw that I was on your Instagram. I saw Ray J gave you a shout out. Yes, yes <laughs> thank you. Uh, with today's woman, um, I started seeing a, a lot of women just owning who they were. Um, you know, no two women were looking alike. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I took from that was there was a time that women had to kind of be dressed in uniform. You know, you couldn't wear pants. Um, you couldn't wear cr crop tops without being labeled and so I, I wanted to make a clothing line that represented all women even though we are, we're all different mm -hmm. um, and so that's what made me come up with the name today's woman because today's woman is um, different from yesterday's woman but we're still all the same you know yeah I get it and I so get it. Uh, with the clothing line what we do is for uh, every item that is sold we donate an item to a homeless shelter uh, for women or to women who have been involved in sex trafficking. And so that's, that's basically where, where that came from. Um, so I want the audience to be educated on this topic. I think it's extremely important. 
Um, how can we spot children who are victims of sex trafficking? What are some key things that we should be looking out for so we can help these kids that are feeling hopeless and trapped in a situation that they should not be in? There's not a, a one, one way to spot them because um, as we know, some people are more savvier than others with hiding things. But if you see a teenager or or a kid um, in your neighborhood that's just aimlessly walking around, uh, sometimes they're walking around in provocative clothing. Sometimes uh, they're they're getting in and out of cars um, that are not familiar to you or or to the neighborhood. Um, some children um, may walk up to you uh, and and try to solicit you because. You know, they, they have to make a certain quota a day. So if you just see anything that look, looks abnormal, um, just believe that it probably is and just go investigate if you can't. Or, you know, slide them a number and tell them, hey, if, if you need help, contact this number and, you know, and just go from there. Hey friends, I hope you are enjoying this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. This podcast would not be possible if it wasn't for the support of you, my wonderful community. To support your mama's podcast, please click the support link right down below and you can donate just as little as 99 cents. Also, follow me in the Shop Like to Know It app where you can follow me with all my exclusive content all the way from baby products I love, fashion and style and everything in between. Now let's get back to the episode. What are some organizations that people can, you know, donate to or help to help these children in foster care? Is there any organizations that you know of um, that we should be doing, helping? Yes, the the United Institute Against um, Human Trafficking is a great organization. Uh, That's the first organization that I would recommend for anyone to donate to because they are really trying to get women, men, and children um, away from sex trafficking. Do you feel that like the foster care system like encourages this for the kids? Um, Do you think that they, I mean, they're part of the, the culprit. I mean, don't, don't you? Why did you ask me this question? (laughs) <laughs> well, because I go down rabbit holes and, you know, I, you could call me a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, I've heard about these things before that, you know, that our foster care system is extremely corrupt and they are pimping out our kids. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I mean, I think there needs to be a light shed on in this organization if they are doing this. And it's just not right uh, because they think that they're they're saying that they're for the well-being of the child, but mm-hmm. clearly the actions are showing that it's not because I know you're not the only victim of this. I know mm-hmm. men are victims of this, uh, b- little boys, everybody. Um, I mean, it's a serious issue. There's underground stuff going on and the world kind of needs to wake up about it. And I know God has his hand, um, on a lot of this right now. And Mm -hmm. we are in the great awakening 
And I think people are going to be a little shocked and to know the truth of what's really been going on and what's been happening uh, to our children. And this is the era of our children. So, um, you know, I just, I'm just down to expose what's really happening. I think it's an important topic for everyone. Um, it's, it breaks my heart what's happening to these kids and there needs to be, there really does need to be something done about it. I mean, I don't know, talking to you, I feel like taking people in, you know, like, right, right. you know, yeah, well, and can, I just want to help make a difference I, because I know it's a real thing happening. Can I just say this? Um, there are 155 million children who are orphans around the world. There are 437,000 um, orphans that's in the United States alone. I will let you know that 60 to 70, 60 to 70% of those children end up getting sexually trafficked. Yeah. I will let you know that um, you know how once they turn 17, 18, they're emancipated uh, or thrown out, for lack of better words. Well, the, many of them end up getting sexually trafficked. So do I believe that the United States um, foster care agency has a lot to do with this? Yes, I do. But I also believe that uh, there are many people who are trying their best to make certain that children are, are housed and taken care of and are placed in, in great situations. But sometimes um, the wool is pulled over their eyes. Yeah. And so I, I think that all of us um, have a, a, a part in, in what's going on you know, one way or another. Yeah. And I think the best part right now is communicating about it and getting mm -hmm. it out to the world because there are people who are blind and they don't want to look in that direction and to think that that's mm -hmm. happening because mm -hmm. it's an ugly thing to see. And mm -hmm. you don't want to think that, that, you know, people are harming children, but they are. And they are, you know, it's, it just breaks my heart. And I'm so happy to have you on to, to talk about this. And, Thank you. You know, because I really believe that the United States and even in other countries, they're, they're corrupt. And, you know, I could go down the big rabbit hole, but, you know, um, you know, I just really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank how long you. were you, uh, how long was this going on for you? I was in foster care for seven years. So from the time that I was 12, um, I can, I don't want to share too much. It's okay. Um, yeah, but it, it went on for a long time uh, with me being involved in, in sexual trafficking, um, even as an adult. Um, a lot of people don't understand that it becomes uh, addictive. You know, it becomes a absolute way of life and only you know only by the the grace of god um did i you know leave it alone but it's so many of my foster sisters and brothers 
who are still caught up in that life. You know, they just feel like they don't have nothing else, no, no other alternative. And then some of them are being forced to stay in it. Oh my goodness. That just breaks my heart. And it, yeah. Well, Shalimar, it is such an honor to have you on. I really appreciate you opening up to us about, you know, such a sensitive topic and, and letting us know, you know, things that we can do and become aware of things that are going on. Um, you know, I do have four questions that I ask all my first time guests, and I would love to know your answers. Um, and my first question is who and what inspires you? Well, when I was 16, um, I was sent to a group home and it was ran by nuns. And so one of the, one of the nuns, um, will forever inspire me. She was the one that, that helped me change my way of thinking. Um, because I, it was a time that I thought that I was not worth, you know, anything. And, um, and a part of it was because my family had given up custody of me because I was quote unquote unruly. Um, I just was out of control for them. Uh, but she told me, she said, um, you are not out of control. She said, you're grieving. And she said, a lot of adults don't realize that children grieve. Mm -hmm. and the children who are grieving don't know how to um they don't know how to express that. So they express it by anger or they express it by um, not minding or they express it by running away, you know. And so she said, what I want you to know is that you're not wrong for grieving. You're not wrong for none of the things that you've done because you, you didn't know what to do with those emotions. She said, but I also want you to know that you're not in control of how you got here to this world. Mm -hmm. but you darn sure are in control of how you leave. And so if ever um, I, I owe um, my, my womanhood to someone, it's to her because she really taught me how to be a woman. Yeah, uh, I would not say her name because she's a nun and I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, no, that's totally fine. We don't need names. No, but I think that's really great advice and something that, you know, I think every child that is in that situation would need to hear, even if you're not mm -hmm. in that situation, you know, and like you have, you're at your regular home or whatever, and you're grieving and you're acting out and your parents don't know what to do. I mean, people need to put in perspective that kids only have so much knowledge of the world. You know, mm -hmm. it's like life's a pie and they only have like a quarter of it, you know, only yeah. in like, even when you're like 12, 13, 15, 18, you don't have the whole pie. And even yeah. us right now at our age, we don't even have the whole pie. You know? <laughs> <Right. So laughs> like we're not even halfway there. So it's important for us to remember that our children are learning how to deal with their emotions. And I feel like mm -hmm. the emotions are the hardest thing to deal with you know, mm -hmm. sadness, jealousy, uh, grief, all of those things. It's like, how do you deal with it? And especially, you know, to come over the fact that like, that like, oh, like people didn't want me or whatever, like that, mm -hmm. that is truly powerful to be able to come over. And I, 
totally admire you for that because that takes a woman's strength to do that. Thank you. So my second question to you is what is something you wished you knew when you were younger? That it's okay to, um, it's, it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah, I, I, I used to try to be perfect, and it seemed like every time that I would try, I would mess something up. <laughs> I would mess up, so I, I, I would say that it's okay to yeah. not be perfect. You're perfectly imperfect. Say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my third question is: What's the essential part of your daily routine? Prayer prayer and to think positive like I I try to think positive I don't care what it is car wreck I'm thinking positive you know (laughs) tornado I'm still thinking positive like to to try to just think positive yeah um and then my last question to you is best advice you've ever received that would go back to the man yeah you know I'm in control of how I leave here for the mm-hmm. most part. Exactly. Well, Shalimar, it was such an honor to have you on the podcast. I'm truly honored that you share the story with me and the guests. Um, are there any last words you'd like to say before we say goodbye today? I would just like to say thanks for having me and thanks for the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you poured a lot out of me um, and I, I wouldn't change it for the world. And for your listeners, please, please uh, get involved. Um, You can donate um, your time. You can donate money. uh, You can donate a prayer or you can do a little more and become a foster parent, an adoptive parent, um, or just be a whistleblower if you need to be. Just just don't leave these kids, you know, all by themselves. It takes us all. Yeah. And if you'd like to contact Shalimar, I have all of her contact information below. Check out her clothing line. She has amazing clothes. And thank you guys for listening. And I hope to see you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Not Your Mama's Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you in the next one.